Welcome to Psych Segments, all kinds of psychology knowledge in tiny segments. Hosted by your personal psychology professor and made for the psychology student or student at heart. A podcast that even your mom would approve of. Just ask Freud. Hey, thanks for joining me for Psych Segments. I'm glad to have you with me today. And uh, if you're taking a Psych 101 course, I hope it's going well. And we're going to talk today a little bit about the different consequences that are seen in operant conditioning. So operant conditioning is a type of conditioning or learning that basically states that any type of behavior, observable chosen behavior, is going to be conditioned through a system of consequences. To review the basic principles of operant conditioning, think of it in a three-step process. I usually use the examples of letters S, B, and C. So S is stimulus, or whatever prompts the behavior. The B is the behavior, and in this case it's always a voluntary, observable, chosen behavior. And the C is the consequence. And the whole point of operant conditioning is how is that consequence going to shape the behavior the next time the stimulus occurs? So is it more likely to continue or is it less likely to continue that behavior based on whatever consequence happened? So for example, if a consequence is classified as being a reinforcer, it means that the behavior is more likely to happen the next time that stimulus comes around. On the other hand, if a behavior occurs and there's a punishment as a consequence, it's going to make it less likely that the behavior will occur again when the same stimulus is presented, and it may in fact make the behavior disappear completely. So real briefly, you have reinforcements, which are gonna make the behavior increase or stay strong, and you have punishment consequences, which are gonna make the behavior either decrease, become less likely, or possibly go away altogether. So for example, let's say that I tell my students they have a test next week. That would be a stimulus or a prompt. They may choose the behavior to go home, study really, really hard, and when they come in and take the test, as a result of that behavior, they probably will do pretty well. That consequence of them succeeding and getting a good grade is going to be a reinforcer. The reinforcer is going to make it more likely that the next time they come in and are told there's going to be a test, that they'll choose the same behavior, or in this case, they'll go home and study. However, if I tell my class, hey, you have a test next week, and a student chooses to go home and blow off studying and say, forget it, I don't like that class, and doesn't prepare, chances are when they come in to take the test, the consequence of their behavior of not studying is gonna result in a very poor grade. In other words, it's going to be a punishment. And since they didn't like that outcome, the behavior probably is going to change the next time that stimulus, or me saying there's a test coming up, occurs. So as far as the types of consequences that you can have, there's four types. Two types of reinforcing consequences and two types of punishment. And both of them have positive and negative types. So there's positive and negative reinforcement, positive and negative punishment. 
Now, both types of reinforcement make behavior go up and both types of punishment make behavior go down. But a lot of times when people hear the words positive and negative, they think good and bad. And in that case, you have to get that out of your mind and instead think of it like kindergarten math. So a positive or plus sign means to add something. So something is added as a consequence. Where a negative or negative minus sign means to take away something. So in this case, the consequence is something is being taken away. So to start with, let's talk about reinforcement. Positive reinforcement is probably the easiest of all four consequences. Positive meaning something's being added, and in this case, it's something being added that you like, something good, because what we're trying to do is reinforce a behavior that we want to keep strong. So for instance, you tell your dog to sit, stimulus, behavior, they sit, the consequence, they get a treat. That's a positive reinforcement. They've been given something that they like, and that's going to make the behavior continue. Getting a hug, getting praise, getting a monetary bonus at work, even getting a sticker when you're a little kid, all of those things are considered to be positive reinforcements. Now, negative reinforcements are also something that you'd probably want to happen, except in this case, to reinforce the behavior we're not adding something, we're taking something away because it's negative reinforcement. And the magic word to think about here is the word relief. Because here, we're not taking away something you like, we're taking away something you don't like. And when something you don't like is taken away, you feel relief. So for instance, I often ask my classes, what their least favorite chore was when they were growing up. What did they hate to have to do? And the most common response I get is doing dishes. So let's say that when you were a teenager, your parents said to you, hey, if you go outside and mow the lawn, you don't have to do dishes for a whole week. Now, they want you to choose the behavior of mowing the lawn. Now they're not going to give you $20 for mowing the lawn. In this case, they're saying, if you choose that behavior, we'll take away something you don't like. In other words, you'll feel relief because you don't have to do the dishes. It's kind of like if I have a headache, stimulus, and behavior, I take Tylenol. The consequence is gonna be my headache going away. So something I don't like is being taken away, and in this case, it's the pain. So the next time I stimulus get a headache, I'm gonna choose the same behavior of taking a Tylenol because I liked when last time the pain went away as a consequence. Either way, positive and negative reinforcement are most likely going to cause the behavior to strengthen or increase in occurrence. Now on the flip side, if you take punishment as a consequence, you can also have positive or negative punishment. Positive punishment is when you are given something bad. So positive means we're adding something as a consequence. And in this case, it's something you don't like. Uh, being scolded, uh, getting a write-up at work, um, popping your dog on the nose gently because they chewed your favorite shoe. Those are all things where something is being given as a consequence. And it's something that we don't like. And because of that, the behavior hopefully is going to decrease or go away. Now negative punishment is when you're taking something away, negative, but in this case, you're taking away something the person does like, and that is very punishing. 
So if you think about a typical teenager, the worst thing you could do as a punishment is to take their cell phone away. So you're not giving them anything as punishment. You're not giving them extra chores. That would be positive punishment. In this case, what you're doing is you're taking away something they like. And if you take it away, that is going to cause them, hopefully, to decrease or stop that behavior the next time whatever stimulus occurs. This is one reason that negative punishment oftentimes is stronger than positive punishment. Because as human beings, we're going to work very, very hard to avoid things that we like being taken away from us. For instance, one of the most common punishments you see for children is getting toys taken away or being grounded. Both of those are negative punishments. In one case, you're getting a toy removed. In one case, you're getting your freedom removed. You don't get to go play. You don't get to have free time. For adults, if you think about what prison is, basically jail is getting your freedom taken away so you're not able to do the things you want to do. So prison is really negative punishment. Now, if you're wondering why doesn't punishment work every time, that's a topic for a future podcast. And it's actually pretty interesting because with the laws of operant conditioning, you would think if a punishment was a consequence, it would always decrease behavior. And sometimes there's a reason why that might not occur. So there you have it. There's your positive and negative punishment and reinforcement type consequences, which kind of helps understand why we either continue or stop doing certain behaviors. So thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're taking a test soon in your general psychology class, I wish you the best of luck. That's why we're here to survive Psych 101. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Psych Segments, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For more psychological knowledge, check out the blog at www.psychsegments.com or follow me on Twitter to suggest topics for future episodes. I'd love to help you on your journey to understanding psychology and how it relates to you. Thanks for listening. 